Welcome to the Fearless Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Smith, and I'm so happy that you are here. Every episode, we talk about all things life, business, and being a woman in this crazy and beautiful world. I hope that you find something to take with you today and help you build a life that you love and that serves people. What's up, party people? I'm so excited for you to hear this episode today with Tanya Foster of tanyafoster.com. She is such a delight to just hear her energy and her expertise and excitement about being a blogger. And yeah, she kind of got in on the ground floor of the blogger movement. And you're going to get to hear um, some of her amazing advice, tips, and wisdom on being an OG. Yep. I said OG. Um, thank you so much for tuning in today. We love you a lot and just keep those reviews and rates coming in. We're super excited to, um, continue bringing you such great content from amazing experts and, um, just wonderful women across the country. Again, as you listen, screenshot this, throw it up on your Instagram story and let's dive into this episode. Tanya Foster, welcome to the Fearless Woman podcast. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I'm so excited. Um, okay. So for everybody out there that might not know who you are, tell us just who you are and what you do. So I write tanyafoster.com, a lifestyle blog. I've just celebrated my fifth year Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. It's been such a journey and I've had so much fun and it's Tanya Foster blog on all social media, but I am probably one of the older in age bloggers. Um, that it seems to be a very young industry, but I think when I launched, I thought to myself, there's gotta be a place for women 40 and over to have sure. sort of a voice in this huge world, so to speak. Um, and I get, I think ignorance is bliss. I just launched and went, I I don't know what this blogging thing is, but I'm going to figure it out and do it. (laughs) And I dove into the deep end and never looked back, I guess. That's awesome. And so tell us, are you like a wife, a mom? Are you working full time? Like what, what's that look like? Yes. So I am a wife to Pete, a mom to PJ's our youngest, Taylor's our daughter, and then I have two stepdaughters, Megan and Katie, and everyone's an adult and out in the world working, so we are empty nesters. Okay. How do you like that? That's amazing. Okay, good. (laughs) Really, for anyone that's like, oh, I'm not going to get through this, it's really not okay. Everybody survives, and you want to be friends with your children. It's awesome. It's great to see children become adult human beings that are like productive members of society and have a job and work and give back and everything. So it's very gratifying. My, we talk about that all the time in our family because my parents are now empty nesters. My youngest brother just went off to college and it's, we always say that like, we're all now productive members of society. So you did your job. (laughs) Right. Gold star. So how is that? How's that for your parents? Is it working out well? Yeah, I think my brother was the baby and he's at Baylor now. Um, my mom's going to get embarrassed, but she really misses him. But I think it's really good. Like my parents are finally doing stuff that like they want to do and like on their time and they don't have a baseball schedule or they don't have like, you know, for me, it was like choir in high school and things like that. And so, yeah, it's really neat to see them like find new hobbies and, and get to do things that they like. So, right. My kids went to Baylor, both of them. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a great place, but I think the stage you're in, 
yeah. maybe your mom's in is when they when your last one first leaves sort of your identity leaves with them oh yeah and you kind of figure out it's a shift it's a good shift but you For figure sure. out also that a lot of things that happen automatically like taylor was in drill team and pj played basketball yeah. so that schedule is gone and those people you see every friday night or thursday at a you know oh, she, she misses her baseball mom so much oh my gosh right so that's not built in anymore yeah and you have to kind of find your path so interestingly yeah. enough i launched the blog at about this stage where you're actually let me back up i launched the blog in january of 2014 and that was youngest last year in high school okay so i knew the empty nester path was coming and i thought mm -hmm. i need something new to do i need to figure mm -hmm. out this technology thing I, I need to understand what it is and so it was a great time for me to start something new and try something new right and it quickly became a full-time job Love and it, it just really took off and i i thought oh wow it was, it was it was a little bit like standing on the platform going to hogwarts you know how the train just goes <laughs> yep and I was like, wait, wait, the train is leaving. Hold like, on. No, here we, we're going to Hogwarts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you, you know, I think that's a big right. um, fork in the road for bloggers, influencers, what have you, is that mm -hmm. you've got to decide I'm all in. And if you're not all in and you're kind of just dabbing in it, I think is where people, it probably becomes quickly disappointing. Yeah. Because it's a and lot it of work. Too. Right. Yeah, yeah, it does. I'm, so I'm super interested to see, um, just your story as a, as a blogger and influencer, because like here in 2019, especially like if you're on social media in kind of our worlds and following these certain people, it seems like it's a dime a dozen. And, and like you said, like there's a lot of people that are just not all in. I was one of those people because I found that was not my thing. That was not my strong suit. My strong suit was, you know, event planning and other stuff. But so you, I mean, you kind of got in in the early-ish phase. So tell us about what that's looked like over the past five years. Let's see. I think my, I would tell you that I think my strong suit is the blog, the site, the website, yeah. tanyapaster.com. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's where, um, you know, think of your mom reading a blog. She's mm -hmm. more apt to look at something on her computer or her tablet than she is to be surfing, you know, Instagram, trying to yep. figure out what to wear or buy. Yep. And that's not to say I don't enjoy social media. I sure. do, but it's not my bread and butter. And mm -hmm. I quickly identified that the way I like to shop is sitting at my desktop, looking mm -hmm. at different websites simultaneously before I click and buy. I'm yep. not, I don't really ever shop for my phone. And that's almost the opposite of what influencers and bloggers are doing and want you to do and their followers yep. do. So mm -hmm. I think it's a divide in age more than anything else. It's just that anybody that is in my age category is really not shopping by scrolling on their phone. Right. Now, there's some exceptions to the world. So I quickly identified that that's who my audience was. Mm -hmm. And therefore, um, I, I say this, I mean, I tell you ignorance is bliss. It's so funny. I was following two really big bloggers, mm -hmm. like getting their emails daily and because I didn't know any different, I thought, oh, that's what you do. You write every day and you launch a blog post every day and it goes in someone's email box and somehow people subscribe and that's just how it goes. It never occurred to me that it was anything else. So mm -hmm. I launched my site blogging five days a week. It never occurred to me to do anything else. It didn't occur to me that you could do like one blog post a week and do a whole bunch of social media or anything different. So I right. started 
on the path of five days a week. And I, I did identify at the beginning, I wanted to be a lifestyle blogger, but I kind of cast a wide net to kind of figure out what is my niche going to be. Right. So right. I, I knew I just did, I didn't want to just be a fashion blogger. I didn't feel like I had enough to say in that world. I knew I, I didn't want to just cover beauty. Again, there's great beauty bloggers. So I didn't want to just narrow that so much that I didn't have a lot of depth and broadness to it. So I I decided to go lifestyle from the very beginning, probably again, just because I didn't know better, but it gave me the, uh, the, the, uh, it allowed me to talk about beauty and fashion and lifestyle and travel. And at the beginning I was talking about restaurants and great places for happy hour and, and you know, movies to go to and whatnot. And I still do a little bit of that. And that's an outset of me running the Dallas international film festival and having a huge film background. But I then quickly realized as I, li- if you will listen to your subscribers and your followers, they will tell you what they want. And it really probably, I wrote for a solid year before I got the attention of any brands. I mean, I was making a little bit of money, but certainly nothing. I was also doing nonprofit consulting work at the time. So I gotcha. had always, I was always working for myself. It's mm-hmm. just, where was I sp- spending my time? And I listened just from feedback and comments and it quickly became very obvious to me that people really wanted tips on anti-aging products and procedures and aesthetic procedures. They really wanted to know how to stay trendy, but age appropriate. And Mm -hmm. they want, they still want a good deal and they want a good bargain and they want to know about sales, but it certainly wasn't driven by that. And then if I was traveling, they wanted to know what's the climate like? Where would you stay? What do you pack? What, what, what do you wear there? What? And so I had to take a step back and think to myself, at the beginning, I would say, of course, I wear white jeans year round. Who doesn't? It almost was like, like almost like a duh. <laughs> and then I quickly realized that a lot of people were still in the no white after, you know, Labor no white after. Yeah, right. So that kind of, yeah. so I kind of de- started demystifying things. And then those questions kept popping up over and over again. And I thought, well, okay, I guess not everybody knows that. So let's just kind of drill it down to, it's fine to wear white jeans year round. Let me show you how to winterize them. Let me show you how to make them for summer. And I took a step back from my aha moment was, oh, people really find this helpful. Okay, well, let me kind of drill it back. And you know, this, the formula, the simple formulas work best. You know, if you just keep it simple, it it tends to work itself out. So what I say about tanyafoster.com is I'm telling you one thing a day, one thing. So today it'll be about a fashion campaign and a one outfit. You'll always get five to seven pictures. I will always tell you a little bit. I'll link to everything I have on. I may tell you, you know, it's on sale. It's not on sale. What have you. So the simpler I keep it tomorrow, I'll tell you about beauty products, but I never tell you about beauty products and fashion and and, all at the same time. Right. So it's one, I'm really kind of spoon feeding it every day. It always publishes at 6 a.m. and it always pushes at 9 a.m. And the way I write that blog post is I'm having coffee with you one-on-one and we're just chatting. So it's in the in, in a very conversational voice. And then my social media just supports what's on the blog. I really look at that as almost my, like my marketing tool. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's where I think a lot of people, especially in the blogging world, have found their success is they had that platform first as a foundation and then, you know, using it, using Instagram for marketing. And I think that's kind of the struggle that some of um, the people that I see in, in our community in Dallas girl gang, especially is there's so many people that's like, well, I'm, 
I have blah, blah, blah followers. I have this. And it's like, well, you don't have any content. You don't have, you know, yes, you might have an audience quote unquote, you know? And so I think that's really great. That's, that's so interesting. And I love how you just keep it simple. And I love that you're like, you're an Amazon girl. You're, you know, you'll go to J. Crew, Old Navy, whatever. And you're like, this is what looks good for me. And like, this is what's on sale or not. And cause I think you, you offer a wide variety enough to where it covers like any type of shopper, which is great. Right. Yeah. I, I think we all need to, well, listen, I'd love to be in couture every day, but I can't even, I can't afford that either. So <laughs> well, I love to tell you about it. Yeah. And they have a couple of key pieces. I would say invest in handbags and good shoes and outerwear. I, I realize yeah. we can't all do that all the time. Sure. So I, I tend to find alternatives as best I can. I answer any question that I get. If someone is like, I'm going to a wedding, I don't know what to wear to a clam bake or, you know, I will go find it for you because Mm -hmm. listen, I'd want some help with that too. Yeah. So is that like a service that you offer via your blog is like kind of like fashion, fashion styling or consulting? Well, I found that it's interesting. People my age don't like to leave a lot of comments on the blog. And I I could not figure that out. I was like, okay, I've even asked them a question. Why are they not leaving a comment? And then someone privately emailed me and said, I I want to comment, but I don't want else to see it. And I, it never dawned on me that they cared what each other saw. I thought thought you'd want me to see it. I, I was like, well, duh, it's public. It's published for everyone to see. So I have an option where if you do click here to contact me, it emails me directly. Perfect. A lot of them do that. And I, and if I get an email, if someone takes the time to ask me something, I'm going to answer it. Right. That's so great. That's just something I do. I think that's really interesting. Um, I have another blogger friend. You might know her, uh, Burke Burnett of One Small Blonde. Yeah, She's so her. sweet. And um, we were we were hosting, Dallas Girl Gang was hosting a Boss Babe happy hour. And she was there and we were talking about how on social media or in our emails or whatever, we are constantly getting questions about our content or about what we do or just like those advice things that people are asking you. And it's overwhelming when there are so many people asking all of these questions and so and I think that's like it's a weird thing to talk about it's awkward but like I think one thing with this with this podcast and with this show is I want to talk about the real things and so I think a fine line that some people tiptoe is I don't have time and I'm trying to build a business and but they don't want to be rude about it but they're like I literally I can't commit time to responding to every single person or on the flip side there's people like like Brooke loves to respond to everybody because she wants to make people feel heard and Mm -hmm. same thing with me now my inbox is a different story but like via social media yes and with our inbox like we are getting to you as fast as we can so what's your like what's your philosophy on that especially because this is your full-time thing I'm assuming right yeah so my philosophy is if they take the time to click here and email me directly because it goes straight to my email I'm going to take the time to email them back but luckily for me it's not hundreds of people doing it like they really have a very genuine question like I want for example I want to wear white jeans I can't find them in a size 14 do you know anybody that makes a and I'm making this up 
Sure. Yeah. Any, anybody, any brand that makes a premium white jean, well, I'll go take the time to figure it out. Research it for me. Yeah. Not that hard. You know, the, the, as my daughter says, mom, tell them to Google it. Well, okay. Yeah. That's the obvious answer, but sure. if they've not, they probably want a little bit more like here's the three top brands I, I know are good brands and I'm sure they'll look great in the future. So what your experience and your Right, your exactly. Opinion. So I find it a little hard. What gets hard for me, it's probably more second nature to like Brooke and you, is when I get bombarded with questions on social media, okay. especially in Instagram stories. So I'm okay. trying to keep things current in Instagram stories. A lot of my collaborations require Instagram stories and require to be, the brand to be tagged and whatnot. So I get all that done. And then I tell you a little bit about my life with the dogs and the two new kittens that we just got. And people yeah. just kind of want to know the day-to-day. I don't know why it's fascinating because I'm the most boring person possible. But I mean. No, they just want. Yeah, everybody wants to know that like, the, oh, she's a regular person. Right. And they just want to like, like okay, she has berries for breakfast. Great. I thought I am on the right path. Whatever. So <laughs> I did do all that. But then when you start getting a bunch of questions that way, it's almost overwhelming because then I'm like, okay, I need to answer all those questions, but I really need to get to these questions. And then fortunately, people aren't like bombarding me on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. But I think when you kind of, there's times where I'm like, someone asked me a question and I can't remember where it was. Yep. When it gets to that, it's getting to be a bit much. And so you, yep. you wish they would streamline it into one place. But it, it, listen, it is, if I'm watching an Instagram story and somebody's got on a cute skirt, that's where I think to ask about the cute skirt, right? Yep. So it's just kind of almost, it's always a reaction. Yep. And how do you, you kind of curtail that? I don't think you can. You yep. just do the best you can do. Yeah. And I think that's a great answer because number one makes me feel better selfishly, (laughs) but I think it's a good answer because I think if your intention is pure and positive behind it, then you can kind of move forward with, you know, whatever. Because I've, I've even gotten messages and I don't quite have the following that neither you or other, you know, influencers do, but, and like, it just gets buried in other, other stuff. And I don't get to it. And then it's like weeks later or months later, whoops. And, and they're like, right. Hello. And so they just think you're ignoring them, you know, that's the other thing. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And it's, I mean, I always say this because like my, one of my counselors has always said this nine times out of 10, like no one is thinking about you. They're Mm -hmm. thinking about themselves. And so if I don't respond, it's just because like I forgot or it's not right in front of me or it's not on my Google calendar, you know? Um, so that's good. Yeah, to just hear I, I think me. my overall advice for that is just do the best you can. And and it doesn't mean you have yeah. to answer a hundred emails in one day, answer ten or whatever. If if you get two questions, answer one. I mean, because we all are busy. Everyone's yeah. busy. Right. Yeah. I love it. So with your your blog and your business, um, I think myth that people kind of want to bust is of course, there's all these different ways to find streams of revenue. And I think as mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, multiple streams of revenue is just like, it's gonna, it's a necessity almost. And so for you, what, what has, what's like your groove? Because I know so many people do lots of different things like affiliate marketing, you know, just paid campaigns or, um, you know, you do consulting for people mm-hmm. or whatever that looks like. What's kind of your, your sweets? I think what I've evolved to, um, to year four of blogging was my tipping year, my tipping point. And I, um, thank you. And I, at the beginning of that year stopped doing nonprofit and I was doing nonprofit consulting, which I 
also absolutely love, which is helping smaller nonprofits kind of come up with what their event is going to be and who's going to chair it and how they're going to make money and how do you tell people about the cause. I absolutely love doing that as well. And that was an outset of doing so much volunteer work, which I still do. But I think back Mm -hmm. to the blog and the tipping year is I finally, when you meet yourself coming and going at the door and you feel like you're drowning all the time, something's got to give. So I let consulting go and put all my effort into blogging. And guess what? It paid off. So for me, the way I make money is I do paid collaborations and I have reward style mm-hmm. as my affiliate link. And those are the only two right. things I do because when I concentrate my efforts into that is when it really pays off. That does not mean every single blog post or social media post is sponsored by no means. I, I try to keep it at, at no more than 50%. Um, so there's days I just write about mm-hmm. things that I discovered or I like or an outfit I like. And so there's a lot of that. But guess what? Mm-hmm. Being that genuine is what attracts brands. So it it's yeah. what started getting uh, me on the radar with people. And I do a lot of work with brands over and over and over again, and which is great. And then I do a lot of work with new brands. Um, and then to me, that's the, the collaboration piece is probably the main part. What brands say to me over and over again, and this is not me just like tooting my own horn, but because there's days I'm like, I don't know yeah. why anybody pays me at all. I have no idea. Part of this was I was <laughs> in the right place at the right time. I have no, as I tell everyone who asked me this, there is no magic formula and there is no silver bullet. It is yeah. just hard work consistently. And that's what pays off. So, yeah. but what brands come back to me and say is, we can tell that your audience trusts you and that resonates with them Ooh. even more so than ROI or, you know, any of that. They're like, wow. we can tell by just the traction, you know, the URLs that they give you to implant into the blog post or whatever that people really trust you. Yeah. So I think one of the things that I would impart to people is this. I have a couple of standards that I set for myself because I work for myself, right? And that is that from the beginning, tanyafoster.com does not say a disparaging word about any brand or product. If it does not meet my standard, meaning if I try a product for two weeks and I really don't think it works or I would not spend that money on it, even though I got it for free to try, I just choose not to blog Mm -hmm. about it. And I tell brands that up front. Are welcome to send that to me. Yeah. There's no guarantee of coverage. And if I don't like it, I'm not going to tell people not to buy it, but I'm certainly not right going to tell people it. to buy it. Um, and I think people mm-hmm. really appreciate that. So I've kept it positive from the beginning, not to say that I'm going to push something on you that really didn't work for me. I just will not cover it. Even a paid collaboration, I have an out with that. So because I'm not going to get mm-hmm. paid by a company. I don't like the product, but I turn around and tell you to buy it. That's not fair either to you or me or anyone. Oh, so yeah. I've been told over and over again that brand, that they can tell the audience really trusts me and that's gold. Uh, yeah, that is gold. Oh my gosh, that's so huge. Like I wrote it down right here in my notes because it's, um, and it's I so think good. Also, Amanda, and I've learned this and I, I say this kind of in my mom voice, so to speak. I am so grateful every day that I get to do what I love. Listen, I get to work for myself. Mm -hmm. I get to work from home. I get to have my own schedule. I have Mm -hmm. been to phenomenal places of travel because of the blog. I get sent things every single day. I, I come, my heart is in a grateful place. And 
I think mm-hmm. that probably comes across when brands speak to me or when I negotiate yeah. things or what have you. Right. I, I listen, I'm just like, I, this could be gone any day and I'm just grateful I get to do it another day. That is the other thing that I think about is like you said, like as scary as it is, like this could be gone, you know? We could hit another recession, God forbid, in the next couple of years. And then like all of the things that we do could be slightly right. irrelevant, you know? And, you know, but like, this is where we are and for the purpose that we're serving right now. And I think that's right. still good. I think, you know, listen, I think anyone can do this that puts their heart and soul into it puts their mind to it and knows it's actually a job and work. Anything I ever have done in my life, anything, anything, any kind of charity event that I chaired, any kind of job that I had, including the blog is my motto is this lay a plan and then work your plan. It's really that simple. I love that. Um, so you need to meet one of my favorite things to do is connect other people, which is kind of what my whole company and business is based around, but I, you need to meet Dr. Courtney Baker. I don't don't know if you know who she is. Okay. So she, um, is my mentor and, um, she started her own company called kids care home health 15 years ago, over 400 employees across the nation. Um, she was Texas businesswoman of the year in Forbes, but you said that, what did you say? You said lay a plan plan and work your plan. It just sounded like something that Courtney would tell me in one of our like coaching sessions. I would love that. And I love that you like to connect people because I do too, because <laughs> I'm just a connector of people. And I, I'm always dumbfounded, yep. honestly, when people are like, that's so giving of you. I'm like, it wouldn't occur to me to not connect people. To I, do it. Yeah. And yep. I, listen, I, there's no like trademark on all this. This is not anything I just completely have intellectual property on. I want everyone, I want anybody else yeah. and they're, Anyone else that is in this world that is successful because I helped them a little bit, it comes back tenfold to me. I I feel successful because they became successful. So that's just a genuine sort of how I operate. I don't believe in hoarding all the information or keeping secrets or not telling somebody how I grew or uh, how I blog or what my formula is. Because I'm telling you, again, if I gave you everything I ever did and you tried to quickly do it in a month, it's just not going to work. It's just long hard work and being consistent. And fortunately at the beginning of my yeah. journey, when I first said, I'm going to launch this thing called a blog, I met with um, a couple of key people that really gave me great information. And I literally would go to these lunch and coffee meetings and just write tons and tons of notes in my notebook. And I would write down things. I had no idea what they meant. None. But I was like, I'll figure it out later. Like I would write down SEO and I had what it was, but I knew it was important. And I was like, I'll figure it out later. And those two people were Suzanne Dros, who runs Dros PR and is a good, good friend of mine. And then Lindsay Eaton, who was um, half of Tomboy KC. I'm not sure they're still blogging, but she now um, with Tina Craig and Suzanne Dros, um, Lindsay Eaton started Estate 5, an agency for bloggers. And they have just been really good friends and mentors to me. And at the very beginning, when I literally did not know what I was doing, I was going to start one. They would say things like, whatever you do, be consistent, make it professional, make sure a website designer has designed it and it looks good and and be yourself and stay true to yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, we would go to coffee and I would Mm -hmm. keep writing that down. And then they would say, you know, as I got a little bit further along in the journey, they'd be like, and I remember Lindsay Eaton saying this to me and the fact that it wasn't daunting is, I mean, kind of hilarious now that I look back on it. At one of those coffee meetings, 
she said, you're going to write for a solid year, for a solid year before any brand is going to pay you for anything. And I was like, okay. And I just went off and did it. And she was, but you know, she was kind of correct. I mean, I got a couple of things at the big, yeah. you know, maybe three, six to nine sure. months in, but like, li- I mean, like little, and, and but I didn't care. I was just so grateful. I mean, listen, at the beginning when somebody would be like, we get, we want to give you a lipstick. I'd be like, Oh, okay. I'd be so excited if I had to get a lipstick. I mean, it was just yeah. all yeah. like I found the pot of gold. Kind of feel, yeah, still exciting. feel that way. I mean, I really do. So I, um, I just really took their words of advice and stayed on that path. And it's it, this business is a very interesting industry in that we're kind of all trailblazers, right? It's kind of the wild, wild west. Or it's like everybody's just doing whatever they want to. Nothing's really regulated. I mean, it's regulated whether or not you do a paid campaign and use hashtag ad and sponsored. But beyond that, nothing's really, there's rates are not standardized. So it's kind of just for you to figure out. And I wrote down everything they told me and then always went back to it. Even the, you know, years yeah. later, I was like, oh my gosh, right there, she told me that. And that sure. actually kind of is what happened. And I th- so I think that yeah. that plays into lay a plan and work your plan. I think sometimes yeah. um, anyone who starts any industry, quite frankly, but certainly blogging and influencing and thinks that this is going to be a quick fix and you're going to quickly get to a hundred thousand followers and you're going to be making money two months in is going to be really disappointed mm-hmm. because yeah. it's highly saturated. Yeah. And unless you can, mm-hmm. unless you're a celebrity who can pull those numbers quickly, and that's a whole different category. Let's be honest. You know, I yeah. mean, oh, if I'm on a hit TV show and I happen to have an Instagram and I happen to get a paid endorsement, that's a whole different ball game, but it's, um, yeah. it's not that it's not doable. It's just, it's a lot of work. So one of my last questions is about, working with brands. One of the things that I always say is, um, I think I posted about this recently on my personal Instagram. Like if you don't ask, then the answer is no. If you don't go out and try and ask one of the biggest things that I do is, um, you know, right now I'm planning the fearless conference for female entrepreneurs here in DFW. And we are pitching to brands and sponsors and businesses and companies that we truly think would be a great fit. And so that process seems daunting if you've never done it, first of all. And then once you get in the thick of it and the weeds, it's just an emotional like roller coaster of like, they responded. They, I know I've heard from them in two weeks. They said, yes, I haven't seen any money, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, as far as working with brands, you know, when you're the one reaching out, because I I truly believe like, if you don't ask the answer is no especially when you feel like you truly have something that is worth giving mm-hmm. a look at from that standpoint, what would your, I mean, advice is very general, but what would your approach be? So for you specifically in that, are you asking about? Sure. Well, either, either that or for bloggers and influencers or just, I think entrepreneurs partnering with brands in general. Right. So first of all, I'm so proud of you for putting on that conference. That's amazing. That, I want to know all about yes. that. Um, so from your perspective, okay, so two things that I, not two things, what I learned early on by being a member of the Junior League of Dallas and getting trained in fundraising and sort of all that, which plays yes. into probably everything I've done is asking for money and asking for things is the exact same thing. You're either comfortable asking for it or you're not. And if you're not, you just have to say to yourself, 
they cannot take away my birthday. The worst they can do is say, no, no one can take away your birthday. And if you kind of keep that in the back of your head, you kind of don't care anymore. And I don't mean, oh yeah, it takes the fear out of it. So from your perspective, I would use the theory of beg, barter and steal for everything, which means like you're a nonprofit trying to get things donated for you because everything that you get donated is off your bottom line. And of course they should want to partner with you. Look at who you're bringing to the table. I'm sure you've put a media kit together. Yes. <laughs> They're going to be like, we, of course we want to be there. And, and, and when you do that kind of ask, you have to remember that sometimes no is the first hello. So remember who yes. you're asking is busy. They're dealing with a lot of people. Again, it gets back into the answering the question. And maybe the day you asked was not the best day for them to be asked. So the quickest thing they can do is say no. I would just, when you get a couple of yeses, maybe maybe circle back to them and say, I know you said no, but I wanted to let you know that, hello, Coca-Cola, I wanted to let you know that Pepsi did say yes, and we don't want you to be left out. Could you take a second look at this? Then it's a no-brainer for people to partner with you, right? It's the first of anything is always hard. Let me apply that to me and bloggers and influencers. Always remember, if a brand reaches out to you, they need you. So ball on your court. If you get the email from a brand that says, we're doing blah, blah, blah campaign. We thought you'd be great. We've been following you for a while. We're following your Instagram, whatever. We're doing blah, blah, blah campaign. That first ask never, I've never seen this. I mean, it's rare if it does, comes with, and this is what we're paying. I mean, have you ever seen that? I've never, ever seen that come in. First, first email with, here's what we're paying. Right. Yep. Never seen that. So it's on you. And this plays into what you said. If you don't ask. To negotiate. Yeah. It's on you to immediately say, wordsmith this however you want to. Thank you so much for reaching out. I love your brand. I would love to partner. Of course, you've already assessed whether or not that brand is right for your your site and your brand. And you've already decided, yes, I would use that. And you've already decided, or yes, that would look cute on me. Or yes, I want to go there. You've already decided, you've already vetted that. You cannot say yes to everything. Yep. You need to really check it out. Right. Always go to their website and see what they're selling and what they have. If it's sketchy, absolutely yeah. no. Um, so your reply is, thank you so much for reaching out. I would love to partner with you. Your brand is so in line with tanyafoster.com. Let's see how we can work together. Is this a paid campaign? Let me see if it works with my rate. Balls back in their court, right? So here, yep. negotiation is not, negotiation has started. They typically will come back with, oh, you know, they're they're doing a little dance around because they have X amount of big budget to spend on X amount of influencers. So your yep. job is to get the most amount out of them that is within your rate. Exor- yep. you know, I mean, this is not highway robbery, right? So, so right. you're doing a little dance at this point, and you should know what your worth is always. And kind of stay within that frame. And if it's way beneath what you would normally do, two things. Is it a brand that you absolutely want to work with? Could it work? And therefore it could lead to other campaigns. Then go for it. If it's something you've never heard of, you're willing to try, you could take it or leave it. You you have the option to walk away. And I walk away from a lot. Yeah. Thank you so much for asking. Yes. I'm flattered. Yes. I hope that you find what you need, but this is not something that I can take Exactly, on. and you gracefully sure. exit stage left, right? Yep. <laughs> um, I no longer do gift-only campaigns. I used to, absolutely, right. when I was trying yeah. to like really get in front of a lot of brands. That's just a yeah. standard I have now because it just, it's, listen, for me, it's just the same amount of work, whether I get paid or don't get paid. It's not any less work. And sometimes I find those brands that just send you one thing or like, could you do this? Could you do that? Could you do this? Oh, okay. could you like use these 14 hashtags that we want you to use? I'm like, no, I'm not, not, I just don't do that anymore.
longer. I think at the beginning of the journey, you kind of have to do it all. Is that yeah, also yeah. helps you figure out how to work with brands? There's a lesson. Yeah. So I you pay your dues and then you figure right. it out. Right. So back to how you started is if you don't ask, you will not receive because yeah. that brand that's reached out to you that has not offered anything is hoping you'll go for it without any money. Yep. And um, then you know you're bad. You didn't ask for it. Oops. And then you just left X amount of money on the table. Exactly. So always reply. The only thing they can do is say, I'm so sorry, we don't have a budget for this campaign. Then balls back in your court. You decide whether, you know, listen, if Ralph Lauren comes calling with his really beautiful clothes, but has no money to pay me, I'm totally going for it because I wear the clothes anyway. So there's sure. an example of that. I could right. work out. It's going to be thousands of dollars yeah. worth of clothes, right? If right. Um, a much lower brand comes to me and does that I, I don't have you know i'm just at the point where i don't have to do that anymore i mean you just get yeah. to a growth you get that. to a growth point where um you have to work hard but you have to work smart does that yeah. make sense especially yeah especially as you grow because then you just you literally don't have the bandwidth to sit down and figure it out and and you have to get good at making those like quick decisions and eloquently like you said exit stage left or whatever and that's okay and that's okay i think and, I, I, and again, what brands have said to me is even the ones that I say no to, I always get yeah. a, a, a reply back that says, thank you so much for getting back to us. We completely understand. I What I don't yeah. get, and maybe it's just me, and maybe it's a generational thing, I answer every email. Even if I have mm -hmm. no intention of doing that campaign, I reply. And I think brands really, or PR firms especially, really appreciate that because I think on that they have a job. Like they have an assignment, they've been given X brand yeah. to promote and they're trying to do the best job they can. And mm -hmm. think of how, and I hear this over and over again, how many bloggers do not respond to email? And I'm like, how do they have a business? Yeah. I don't understand it. It's not a business. It's just not something you pick and choose which one you're gonna answer. So even yeah. reply no, thank you so much for reaching out. It's just not a good fit at this time. But yeah. they'll come back to you. Yeah, I was gonna say, they're gonna keep you on your right. list, on their list. Just be courteous and kind and treat people nicely like you want to be treated. It will always work out. I think I think the millennial kind of mindset you're talking about is they have better things to do. Or, well, I don't think they're gonna pay me. So I'm not even gonna right. not even gonna try. They're not worth my time. Right. You know? And there's just a separate level of professionalism and probably just experience that a lot of us don't have yet. I mean, I'm 26 and have been in the workforce for, I mean, as, as a post postgraduate five years, but that's like, you know, that's nothing. And so I think we have an opportunity to learn from so many other people around us, because if we are the type of person that you're going to take this seriously and you're going to build a business, whether it's blogging, influencing, whatever it looks like, then you have to be willing to work and maybe do things that you don't love. Right. Or learn to like it at least. Right. Well, listen, <laughs> you know? there's always, no matter what job you have, there's parts of the job yeah. that are not your favorite, but guess what? Yeah. They're all part of the job. You got to do them yeah. all. And I think when so you're, suck it yeah, up. <laughs> you're a blogger and it's a one man show, you got to do it all. Mm -hmm. So, and, and yeah. there's only 24 hours in the day. So yeah. no matter what, how are you going to slice that pie in those 24 hours? Yeah. You got to, you got to do all of it. Unfortunately, there's nobody for me to yeah. hand off the parts I don't want to do. So 
not replying to email would not even occur to me. And a lot of people, what I hear them say, like you said, well, I'm not interested in that. Obviously, if I don't reply, that's an obvious no. Well, no, no, it's not an obvious no, because number one, technology is not always working. So that could have gone to spam. That could have not been received. The brand doesn't know that you meant no. The brand just knows that you didn't reply. Um, It's just unprofessional. Yeah, it's a really, really good tip. Um, Well, this has been super good. I'm glad. I, I'm taking notes. I know other people are going to be taking notes. So do you have anything coming up that you're just like super excited about, or maybe it's just like something else in life you're just excited about? I'm always super excited about everything. So I just, I mean, it's all just, <laughs> me too. I'm just like, wow. I'm, I mean, the fact that he, I mean, listen, the fact that he follows me or wants to hear from me is just like, wow. Okay. This is so fun. <laughs> Thank you for reaching out to me. I'm just, I love this. Yes. Um, Absolutely. I think, you know, when people say what's, what's next for tanyafoster.com, I think steady as the ship works for me. Um, last year, I got very adventurous and really set a goal of traveling at least once a month and nearly killed myself. Not, you know, I was like, <laughs> that was a fun goal. Now I just kind of want to stay home. Now to really get it. Listen, even when you're traveling, you're still working and you're still trying to keep up with the blog and you're doing social media and then things are going on back home and what have you. So um, I kind of dialed that back a little bit this year. I am still traveling, but I'm not quite as, I didn't set a pace of once a month like I did last year. I think this year I'm more of when it comes to me and happens organically, I'll go. That my fan, my followers know I'm a huge fan of Outlander, like obsessed. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to Scotland. I'm going to make it happen. Somehow I'm going to go to Scotland. Um, so I'm trying to plan it. that. And when we be, I've never been to Scotland or Ireland, quite That's frankly. Awesome. Um, and That's I'm great. trying to plan that trip. And then, so I'm just trying, I'm letting the wave kind of just roll and go with it instead yep. of yep. being so like, we've got to get this done. Yeah. Okay. So we can find you everywhere at Tanya Foster blog. Um, TanyaFoster.com is the blog. And then at Tanya Foster blog is all social media. And Tanya's T-A-N-Y-A. This has been so great. Oh, good. I am so thrilled. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and for being on the show today. We really appreciated it. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm so glad that you just listened to Tanya. I literally learned so much. My notebook was full of notes and golden nuggets of wisdom from her. It was such a pleasure. I hope that you go head to social media, head to her blog and give her a follow. Like she said, her audience loves her and trusts her. And I think that's one of the most important things that we can, we can take away as we, you know, are building a company, a brand, a business, whatever it looks like is we need to kind of put away the technicality of things and just be yourself. Talk about the things that you want to or don't want to show up for your people. If that's what you do and and, and serve people. Serve, 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 serve. The Fearless Conference is happening July 12 and 13 at the hotel, the hotel, at the AC Hotel by the Galleria in Dallas, Texas. I seriously cannot wait for you guys to get your tickets. So stoked. This conference is for all female entrepreneurs. You are going to get expert advice, 
tangible teachings and education, resources, and so much more on topics like social media, yes please, on mindset, on overcoming fears, on finances, so much more. These teachers and the the speakers and women that we will have at the conference are from all different walks, all different businesses and industries. And so I think it's always really important to learn from other people that are not necessarily quote unquote in your world. And that's always 100% valuable. And so get ready to party with us. Head to Instagram at the fearless con and follow for all of the news and updates on tickets, who's coming and more. Thank you guys for listening and we will catch you next time.